I want you to treat the recession, quote unquote, as the very last thing that you can place as the reason for something happening in your business. Just like if something happened in your business normally, if you had a quiet week or suddenly booking stopped or no one was visiting your website or whatever it was that you measured, you would go and investigate what it was. I want you to still do the same thing because it could be that something else has happened. Your website is broken. Uh, Google's decided to move you down the rankings, in which case you need to work on your SEO or whatever it is. I want you to presume that it's something else before you decide to blame it on the recession. Hi, I'm Adam Chatterley, and this is the Beauty Business Podcast. It's a podcast for people who run a beauty or wellness business. Basically, if you provide treatments or services for your clients, then it's for you. Now, whether you're a skincare expert, a lash technician, a massage therapist, esthetician, permanent makeup artist, waxing specialist, whatever your area of expertise, if you'd like to have more prospects, more leads and more clients than you can handle, and if you'd like to be making more money whilst having more fun than you think should be legal, well, you're in the right place. So whether you're starting out or you've been in the industry for years, I'm going to be giving you the lowdown on the tools, strategies, techniques and systems that will help you. Plus, I'll be offering some inspiration and philosophization to ensure you start having more fun. And more importantly, you're making more money in your beauty business as quickly as possible. We're proud to now have over 1 million downloads worldwide and hundreds of five-star ratings and reviews. This is the podcast specifically for independent beauty business owners. So if you want to check out all the episodes, the guides, the downloads, the links and the giveaways, or you want to say hello and maybe ask a question, just head to beautybusinesspodcast.com. Hello and welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast. My name's Adam. I'm your host. You probably know that by now, but if this is your first time here, welcome along. It's great to have you. Now, I will be honest, didn't really want to do this episode because for weeks now I have seen uh, people on the news, uh, influencers, people on social media talking about a recession and what to do in a recession and all of these things. And whilst I'm not necessarily a superstitious type, I do believe that actually recessions are um, quite largely caused by people expecting a recession. So when the doom and gloom media start talking about recession, it pretty much means there is going to be one. And uh, yeah, more than anything, I just think I didn't want to add to that. And I didn't want to jump on the bandwagon, the scaremongering bandwagon, shall we say, of, you know, worrying people about the recession. But then I remembered, I'm here for you guys. I'm here to help. And if this is something now, thanks to all that scaremongering that is on your mind, then I'm here for you and I want to help you out. If you want to start making an impact in your business today, then you really should follow my three-step seven-day booking boost strategy. Now, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you've taken the opportunity to grab yourself a copy of my incredibly popular, entirely free and very useful ebook, which lays everything out for you. Now, it's now been downloaded by thousands of beauty business owners worldwide, and I get emails every week about how it's helped transform businesses from those starting out to those that, you know, had got a bit stale. It's called the seven day booking boost. And it's quite simply three things that if you follow diligently for seven days, will start to deliver a massive change in your appointments and bookings. Now we've judged it all up a bit. So it's brand new. It's a spangly edition. But most importantly, it's specifically written for beauty and wellness business owners and operators just like you. 
Now, everything in there will take you just 15 minutes a day, ideally the first 15 minutes of your day, and will increase your reach, simplify and amplify all of your marketing efforts. Now, this in turn will bring you more bookings, more clients, and naturally along with that, more of that all-important money that we all want more of as well. Now, it underpins everything I teach to all of my one-to-one coaching clients, and I'd like to share it with you. So if you want a very short, effective strategy and a checklist to give your bookings a boost starting today, go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash boost, B-O-O-S-T, or click the link in the episode description and download your copy with my compliments today. So if you are scared about a recession, first of all, don't be. And I'll explain why I believe that to be true, why you shouldn't be worried about a recession in a moment. But equally, that means don't get complacent. So after all of the fun and games we've had with COVID over the past few years, I'm going to guess that wherever you are now, you'd quite like to grow your business a little bit more. Now, the good news about a recession is a recession can actually be a great time and a great opportunity to grow your business. And you also want a strong business. You want a strong foundation. You don't want the stresses that we've maybe had over the last few years. And again, a recession actually kind of forces you to put that strength, that strong foundation in place. So whilst a recession overall is bad, I actually think that a recession can be a really great kickstart powerful growth within your business. Now, few mistakes that I see people make and a few concerns I have with all the talking heads that are around talking about the recession is, first of all, we're not in a recession. At the time I'm recording this, certainly in the UK and the US and Australia and New Zealand and Canada and the the majority of places that listen to this podcast, we're not in a recession yet. Yes, it's looking more and more likely that it is going to be the case, but we're not there yet. So first of all, without getting too economics geeky on you, what actually is a recession? Well, a recession is defined as two consecutive quarters, so two three-month periods in next to each other, so a six-month period, essentially, um, of negative growth within uh, an economy. So essentially, the amount of money that a a whole economy has made, so a whole country or a whole state uh, has made uh, in those six months has basically shrunk for two consecutive um, periods in a row. Now, first of all, that's the economy as a whole. Bearing in mind that the large proportion of an economy is from those massive companies that um, make the serious money. So actually, just because we're in a recession doesn't necessarily have any effect on your business whatsoever. The effect of a recession is that the news and the perception that everyone else is worse off and needs to be careful because we're in a recession potentially causes people to be a little bit more careful with their spending. But there's a silver lining around this because in the last two recessions, including the big recession of 2008 and 2009, the beauty industry actually grew as an industry within those two recessions. Now, 
the exact reasons for that are still not exactly pinned down in, you know, mathematical accuracies. But the main reason is down to something called the lipstick effect. Now, the lipstick effect is essentially the theory that when we enter a recession, and therefore when people feel a little bit poorer, um, they still want the nice things in life. Okay, they still want the little luxuries and things like that. But they shift from buying the big things. So from buying the houses, the cars, the expensive holidays, uh, classic example, weirdly, from the 70s, fur jackets. Well, no one does that anymore, I imagine. Um, but basically, they shift from buying those larger things into still special luxuries, things that make them feel good, but for a slightly smaller amount of money. And treatments, uh, beauty treatments, beauty products, uh, skincare, those kind of things are exactly those things that they shift to purchasing. So that is why as a beauty business owner, a recession can actually be a fantastic time for you. But having said that, it doesn't mean that you can just sit back and wait for all the clients and all the money to roll in because a recession is going to bring you more business. That is not what I am saying. So it doesn't mean you can sit back and just take it easy. Okay. The recession is in fact a natural economic cycle. It's designed to cut the chaff. I don't even know if that's the right phraseology, but basically it's there to clear out those businesses that really shouldn't be in business. Now, I said this whilst we were going through COVID and it did exactly that. A lot of people went out of business and that is obviously very, very sad. I get that. However, the stronger businesses, the ones that are meant to survive do, and then they come out even stronger on the other side because they're more streamlined, they're more efficient, they're more effective, and they're able to pick up all the clients from those businesses that unfortunately didn't have all their kind of affairs in order, their ducks in a row, didn't see the recession coming, didn't plan for it, didn't listen to this podcast, and therefore didn't make it all the way through. So like I said, a recession actually refers to an entire economy. So that generally means an entire country or potentially a state, if your state is big enough. Um, it doesn't necessarily immediately and directly affect you. So this is actually a great time to get streamlined in your business. Now, one of the biggest problems here, like I've said, is the fear that comes along with it. So the media hype, that scaremongering, it becomes very easy with all that going on to get very fearful, very worried about this scary word recession. Very fearful, very worried about this scary word recession. And if you're a small business owner and you're running your business from fear, that will almost certainly cause you to make knee-jerk bad reactions and bad decisions. So the rest of this episode is designed to arm you with the information, with the strategies, with the knowledge and what to do and how to prepare so that as you kind of start to move towards what is more than likely going to be a reception, you know, can't say it's not, um, but it allows you to actually put the plans in place now, which will immediately remove a lot of the fear and the worry from you because you'll know you'll have the plans in place. And then as we potentially go into the recession, you'll know exactly what to do when various things happen. So that's the point of this episode is to arm you with the, if you like, the survival guide, the instruction manual to make it successfully through the recession. Okay, so where do you start then? Well, unsurprisingly, it's me. So you start by preparing and that involves having a little bit of a plan. One of the very first things you can do is you can just 
kind of review the basics. And that means looking at your services. You know, are you offering the very best service, customer service that you possibly can? Chances are at some point you've looked over your services and you've maybe even got an operation manual or what exactly you want to deliver. Check that you're still doing all those things. So check that you're still doing, you know, the consultations that you want to do. You're still um, sticking to your protocols, offering the best treatment that you can. You're still offering rebookings. You're still offering advice. You're still offering uh, product information, all those kind of things that you know you should be doing in your business. Make sure you're doing that diligently with every single one of your clients and providing the best service you can. Next up, make sure you're providing value for money. Now, I do not for one second here mean lower your prices or offer discounts, okay? That is a sign that you're nervous and a sign of weakness and that will show up and people will perceive that. So you don't want to do that. You want to show confidence, okay? So what I do want you to do is I want you to decommoditize yourself as much as possible. One of the biggest problems that you can make is to simply offer the same stuff as somewhere else. Because if your treatments are called the same as other salons in your area, then for the uninformed consumer, all they can do is make a decision based on price and you don't want that. So call your treatments different things, even if they are using the same product house or the same methodology as somewhere else. So give your treatments, unique names, not weird names. Don't confuse your clients, but just make sure you're differentiated in some way. Make sure you stand out from the crowd and you differentiate stuff. Okay. So the next one is make sure you've done a strategic price review. Okay. Talk a lot about price increases here. Talk a lot about making sure you're charging the right amount of money here. So I hope you're doing that anyway. But whilst I would never recommend on the cusp of going into a recession to increase your prices, uh, overall, if you haven't done a price increase for a long time, might be worth looking at that. Don't be afraid to review them if you haven't reviewed your prices in a while. But when I say a strategic price review, I would make sure I look at the treatments and the services that I offer and I perform the most of. Okay, so pick the like the 10 that you perform the most of because any price change you make to those is going to have a bigger overall effect on your business. So then have a look at those prices. Is there any room for movement in those prices? Even if it's a slight price increase, every time you perform one of those treatments, if you're getting paid a slightly larger amount of money for no extra work, then that's all going to help with your stability and your foundation as we move through a potential recession. Next, I want you to cut costs, but not corners. There's always in any business some costs that you've got in there that you can simply eliminate overnight. Now, these are things like subscriptions maybe that you've had or equipment that you're still paying off that you shouldn't be or um, bills that you can immediately lower by simply renegotiating or uh, moving to a different provider. All sorts of different ways that you can reduce your costs. Now, the good news is if you want a checklist on this, we've got two episodes of the podcast specifically about this. For a small changes, a way to just kind of refresh your costs and do what I called a spring clean of your costs in your business, go and check out episode 154, which is where we teach you how to spring clean your costs. That'll give you a checklist of what to go through, which includes a bunch of stuff that you can change really easily overnight and save a few hundred dollars a month. And then you've also got episode number 52, which is called 10 Ways to Save Big Money in Your Business. Now, that's worth going and checking out if you haven't already done so, because in there, there's some huge savings that we uncover within businesses. May take a little bit more work, but hey, 
if you're looking to save costs in your business without cutting the corners, that's a huge benefit to you. So look at the things you can do now and get them done. So anything that you can do now that doesn't affect the business at all and is a simple shift, get those done now, start to streamline the business straight away. And then whilst you're going through all your costs and looking through those checklists, also look at the things that you can do if, okay? So there might not be things that you want to get rid of right now, but let's just say the recession does hit and it does affect you and you do start to notice a slight drop in revenue, then you can have a set of do if cost cutting measures. So that means that if you do start to see a, a drop in revenue, you can then know exactly what other costs you can go and remove just to give yourself that breathing room. By having these plans in place and these kind of triggers that you can activate if something happens in your business, it takes away that fearful worry of how you're running your business. It simply means that if something happens, you naturally make a decision. You've already got it pre-planned in place. So it's not something you have to worry about and you just react straight away. Okay. Second thing then, remember that business is not family. Okay. One of the biggest costs in your business, potentially, if you have a team, is going to be your staff. Now, it's never fun to think of laying people off, especially when we're potentially staring down the barrel of a recession. But your business is more important than an individual, generally speaking. And sometimes I've worked with plenty of businesses where people in the business are in fact family members, but the business is more important at this time. So if you do have staff, then what I want you to do is I want you to look at the team members that you have. And I want you to look at how much revenue they bring in versus their cost. Okay. If you have a number of team members, what I want you to do is I want you to grade those team members in terms of how much more revenue they bring in than their cost. So multiples of their cost. Okay. So A, mark clients with an A, if they bring in significantly more than their cost. Usually that's at least two to three times the cost to the business. Then I want you to grade other members of staff who are maybe between one and two times as a B. Okay. And then any team members who are either not bringing in as much money as they're costing you or only slightly more, I would seriously consider, label them as a C, but then I would seriously consider whether or not you keep them on right now. But they at least need to be the trigger people that unfortunately need to go if you do start to see a reduction in your business. Okay. So the rule here is you should then have all of your staff labeled as A, B or C. And the rule here is you keep the people labeled A because they're making you loads of money. You coach the people who are labeled B because they're making you money, but could potentially be doing better. And unfortunately, if the worst comes to it, you might need to get rid of those people who are labeled C because they are simply a drain on the business. Now, a great way to think about this, if you're finding it hard, is to imagine tomorrow that every single one of your team members resigned, just overnight resigned. That would not be a good thing, don't get me wrong, but then you can look at this from a point of view of who would you rehire. So everyone resigns overnight. Next day, you get to decide who you rehire. Who do you rehire? That can often give you kind of a, a clearer outlook on the people you do and you don't need to keep in your business. Number three is review your marketing. Okay, marketing, we all have to do marketing of some degree. Some will cost physical money, some will cost time. But what I want you to do is I want you to look at all the marketing that you're doing 
and I want you to see how effective it is. Now, the effectiveness of marketing is generally measured by ROI or return on investment. Now, that's easy to do if you're, say, placing ads and you can measure directly the resulting business from those ads. But if it's things like social media time, other forms of marketing, maybe it's more time that you're putting in than it is money. But still, there's an ROI on that. So make sure you're getting a return from all of the effort or the money that you're putting into your business. Do more of the stuff that is working and scrap the stuff that isn't working so that you can spend more time working with clients and bringing in that revenue. Uh, the next one is client targeting. Just make sure within your marketing that your targeting is on point. Make sure you're targeting the people that make sense to target, i.e. the people who are most likely to be least affected by a recession. And finally, don't forget seasonal planning as well. If we do enter a recession, the chances are we'll be in it for a period of time. So make sure that you're looking at any kind of seasonal things happening in the future that could potentially give you a boost to your business and make sure you're ahead of the game and you've got um, offers and promotions and things planned in place for those. And you get the word out about those soon because, and I was just saying to this, uh, uh, this to a client today, whilst you may not be able to bring in clients immediately, like in the next day or two, if you can bring in clients from say two weeks down the line and get fully booked from two, three, four weeks out, that's getting you a lot more confidence about your business than, uh, you know, to put up with say a few days of quiet time now and between then. Now, the number four is what I call option triggers. Okay, so these are some trigger offers that you can put in place. Again, should you notice some sort of downturn in business? So if you notice that maybe you're maybe you tend to sell quite high end, high value treatments most of the time, and you start to notice those booking levels start to drop, maybe you need to kind of kick in a slightly lower lipstick effect type treatment. So have some treatments, have some offerings, have some suggestions that you can make that fit with the time of year and the clients that you have that are maybe coming in at a lower price point that are easier for people to justify spending money on so that uh, they can still come to you and you can still be fully booked with treatments. It might not be the treatments that you in a perfect world would love to be doing, but it's that kind of safety net for you to make sure they are there. But again, these are triggered by a specific um, a realization or action or measure so that you know exactly what you're doing at any point. Now, the second big section here, if that was kind of prepare, the second big section is take action. Okay, so a big one here is to measure what matters. You know, I go on about this all the time and measuring what matters is so important in your business because the other adage is what gets measured gets managed. So the only way you're going to know a lot of what I've just said there is based on triggers. The only way you're going to know if something has happened and therefore to trigger the subsequent reaction to that is by measuring what you're doing. So make sure you're on top of your KPIs, at least define what your KPIs are. Make sure you're measuring those weekly so that you can actually see very quickly if any changes are happening. Make sure you understand the difference between lead KPIs and lag KPIs. Lag KPIs are the ones that you measure after something has happened, they can often have a time lag built in, which is why they're called a lag. And that means you can't react quite so quickly. So you might want to switch over to using what I call lead KPIs. And if you want to find out more about those, there's a whole training session that I did for free over in my beauty business hackers group, which is a free group over on Facebook. If you want to go and join that, just go and search Facebook for beauty business hackers. Uh, you'll find the picture there, just click join the group. And then once you're in there, search for just search for the word measure and you'll find my KPI training in there. That'll get you set up for that. And then finally, just make sure you know what activates those triggers. Okay. Make sure 
you know what triggers uh, come into force when you're reducing costs that we've already talked about, what triggers the options that you have in place, what triggers any staff changes you need to make. And maybe it's not a whole number of staff that you need to lose. Maybe it's just a reduction in uh, hours or stuff like that. But just make sure you know what the action is that you're going to take based on whatever trigger and also any marketing stuff as well. Now, by having these plans in place and these triggers and these uh, tripwires, some people call them, this just helps you reduce stress because you know you've got a plan for everything, basically. So you don't need to go into every single day worrying what you should do that day. You should know exactly what you're doing that day. And the measurements that you're doing at the end of the week, they will trigger the responses in line. Okay. Number three is not to get fooled. Now, it's also very easy when everyone's talking about recession and everyone's blaming that for things that are going on in the the world and the economy. It's very easy for this to mask problems in your business. So for example, if you notice a downturn in revenue in your business or a downturn in rebookings or a downturn in new clients, don't immediately assume that that is down to the recession. Make sure you're also on top of all your other indicators as well to make sure you know and you look at why things are happening. I want you to treat the recession quote unquote, as the very last thing that you can place as the reason for something happening in your business. Just like if something happened in your business normally, if you had a quiet week or suddenly booking stopped or no one was visiting your website or whatever it was that you measured, you would go and investigate what it was. I want you to still do the same thing because it could be that something else has happened. Your website is broken. uh, Google's decided to move you down the rankings, in which case you need to work on your SEO or whatever it is. I want you to presume that it's something else before you decide to blame it on the recession. Okay. Number four is to stay calm and execute accordingly. That's just a reminder to make sure that you're operating from not from a point of fear, but from a point of calm and you have that plan in place. And number five, in case of emergency, do this. All right. One thing I love to do, especially with clients where I know that I know that I know that they're operating in some way from a point of fear is to play what I call the catastrophe game. Now, this is basically because a lot of the time when we're worried about things and we're coming from this point of view of fear and of lack, one of the reasons is because the fear and the worries are in our heads. And we've done that thing in our heads of where we have let situations spiral out of control, possibly down to some absolutely incredible, ridiculous, could never even happen in like a film sort of catastrophization scenario. So one thing I like to do is I like to actually follow this through on a piece of paper. So you can, let's say, for example, that your worry is that uh, you will go out of business and you won't be able to pay your bills and you won't be able to feed the kids or feed the dog and you'll be homeless and you'll be, you know, uh, living in your car. Okay. Now, that is a very, very extreme example. And sadly, I know that that is not completely out of the realms of possibility. However, what I want you to do is I want you to write down the the cycle of things that would have to happen to get there, to get to that point. And I'm willing to bet that as you do that, you'll see the ridiculousness involved there because so many things would have to happen and go wrong for that to be in place. And any one of those points, you can have made a shift, made a change to mitigate or change those circumstances. So I don't know if you've ever watched it. There was a program called This Is Us uh, that ran for years on TV. We we came to it quite late. We sort of binge watched it over the last, I don't know, year or something like that. Amazing, amazing program. Fantastic. If you haven't checked it out, go and watch it. But there's a couple on there called Randall and Beth and uh, their parents, these two kids, uh, three kids. And 
they play this game with each other. They call it the worst case scenario game. It's very similar to my catastrophization plan. When they're worried about something that's going on in their lives or with the kids, they play this little game with each other, usually over a glass of wine, um, where they basically think of the worst possible case scenario that could happen based on whatever the events are that are going on in their lives. Because from that point of view, whatever does happen is only going to be better than the worst case. And it kind of makes them feel a bit better and it brings a bit of levity to the situation. That's what I want you to do here. So if you're really worried and you're really operating from a place of fear and paralyzation and you just can't seem to get any of the stuff that I've just recommended done because of that, then play your own game of the worst case scenario. Create your own catastrophization plan and just see how crazy ridiculous that would have to get for that to happen. And then anything else that does happen is only going to be better. So that's what I recommend you do. That's how to survive a recession in your beauty business. So remember three key things. First of all, recessions aren't necessarily bad. There's a lot of opportunity within a recession. And that's why number two, it could potentially be your time to shine. And number three, if you do shine, if you do survive, if you make it through, as I hope you do, and you will, if you follow the plans that I've laid out here, then there are better times on the other side. Because like I said, the recession will clear out some of the, unfortunately, worse beauty businesses, can I say? Um, And that will mean that there are clients available both throughout the recession and on the other side for you to pick up so that your business gets stronger as you go. So the actions that I want to take from now, first of all, obviously, I want you to prepare your plan in line with what I've gone through here. And then I want you to make sure you've put your plans in place and you know what to do when something happens. I want you to set up the measures in place so that you can quickly know when something has happened so that you can take action. And then number three, when you notice a trigger happen, I want you to take action. But remember, everything I've done in here is presupposing that things go the wrong way. Every single thing that I've said happens in this episode can go entirely the other way. So you've probably been focusing as I've been talking on the the negative side of things that could happen in your business. But equally, I want you to make a plan for the positive things. So if you start to pick up business in the recession. What are you going to do when that happens? Are you going to look to employ more staff? Because there could be other salons in your area that haven't prepared as well, and they may have had to let go of staff. So just as much as you're preparing for things going the wrong way, which is what I've presumed you've done, how I've presumed you've listened to this episode, not my intention, that's you. Um, But as I've gone through this episode, I want you to then make a plan for if things get better. So set the tripwires, set the actions, set the responses in place for when things turn out better than you imagine as well. That way, you can go into the business prepared for the worst, but planning for the best. Okay, now what's next is next week, I am going to be bringing you, um, if you haven't checked it out already, my seven-day booking boost. There was a promotion for it at the beginning of this episode. If you've never checked it out, highly, highly, highly recommend you go check it out. Thousands of other beauty business owners have. What we've done is we've actually found an upgrade for the process, something that helps you manage it super easily. And that's what I want to tell you about next week. So that's enough for me for this week. Go ahead, make your recession plan. Don't forget, make it for positive and also make it for negative as well so that you're operating and you're covered on both ways. I wish you all the best. Have an amazing week. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. 
My name is Adam Chatterley. And if you've enjoyed this show today, then you must make sure you don't miss another episode. Just click subscribe in whatever podcast application you are listening to this on to be notified when a new episode is released. And if you'd like even more help starting, growing or scaling up your beauty business, then just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash help. And there are a number of resources right there to entertain, enlighten and assist you in your business journey, no matter what stage you're at. 